Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast. This is Rick and you're here with me this evening for episode number 252. It is Sunday evening, which is not the best time of the week, I think, for most of us. Those of us that are teachers, we are facing five days this week of teaching, planning, grading, paperwork, and so forth. I imagine everyone who works a traditional five-day week, Sunday night is one of those nights where you are letting go of the weekend and maybe looking ahead with anticipation or anxiety or dread, perhaps, at the week ahead. That being said, I know that this is a good way to end the weekend with prayer and reflection, sharing with you, dear listener. Although I do have to go do the dishes after this, which means that bedtime is not quite on the horizon just yet. But it's good to be here with you and share with you how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to receive and experience the Holy Presence of God today. So today, the gospel was, I think, one of my favorite ones. And it was particularly interesting in light of a book that I've been reading, and I mentioned this on an earlier podcast a week or so ago, called The Hidden Gospel, Decoding the Spiritual Message of the Aramaic Jesus. And the author's name is Neil Douglas Klotz. Now, the premise of the book, just to review, is that to understand Jesus really is to understand the Aramaic that he spoke. Because even the Greek in which the New Testament was written, and of course the English, or Spanish, or French, or German, whatever the language into which that Greek is translated, meaning is lost. Because there is nuance of language and and depth and texture of language that sometimes just can't be translated. Or if it is translated, it is translated in an awkward and not really, I don't want to say not accurate, but not full as the original language gives the meaning to the word or the phrase or the thought. And what I think is interesting about Mark's gospel and the gospel that we read today is that the writer of the gospel, whom we call Mark, kept in a number of places, more than one, at least three come to mind, the actual Aramaic that Jesus spoke. One is Talithia Kuam, little girl, get up. Another is Eloi, Eloi, Labak, Sabakani from my God, my God, why have you forsaken me when Jesus is on the cross? And then today's um, interesting story of healing where Jesus takes the deaf and mute man and aside and puts his, Jesus puts his fingers in his ear and touches the man's tongue and then says, Loudly, as scripture tells us, he says, et fatha, et fatha, which is the way I think it's pronounced. Now, I 
you might be getting that wrong. But etfatha is the Aramaic Jesus saying, be opened. Now, the writer, Mark, does say that that means be opened. But in the book that I'm reading, Douglas Klott says there's more nuance of language there. And he says that it could mean be open to the healing power of sacred unity. Because if you remember the podcast that I I shared before, Jesus's name that he used for God was Allah, which is similar to Allah, which is the um, Arabic name for God. Aramaic and Arabic do have a pretty close uh, connection. But what Jesus was saying here in Aramaic could be translated or, or could have other meanings. Expand, give up your small identity as a person without sound. Clear the way, receive the healing power that is all around you. Allow yourself to be flooded by the waves of sacred space, which give and receive all sound, hearing, speech. Now, each of those seems a little more complicated than what we get verbatim in the gospel, be opened. But each of these is is getting at a richness of meaning that Douglas Klotz picks up in the in the actions Jesus does, the putting his fingers into his ears and touching the man's tongue. And I'm not going to get into the details that um, that that are in the book that that is so intriguing to me. But the point is this: that what Jesus is doing and saying is within a larger context. It's in a context where Jesus is tapping into a force that maybe is within him, maybe it is with outside of him, but it's a force that, that he is connected to. And this man is part is within that force as well. Now, I, I don't want it to sound like when I say the force, like we think of like Star Wars and, and the impersonal force. That's the, the hallmark of the force in Star Wars. And nowhere does it, in, in that mythology that, that has been created in the Star Wars universe, nowhere is the force a personal, relational um, energy or being. It's more of a a Tao type of flow that is sort of a, the way that the universe moves. But there is no mover, as far as I can tell, in, in the way the force is articulated. But at the heart of the Judeo-Christian tradition in the Aramaic linguistic tradition that Jesus comes out of, there is a unity. God is unity, and everything, every movement, every person, every atom, every quantum, every supernova and galaxy is part of that sacred unity. And when Jesus puts his fingers in the man's ears and his tongue and he says, be opened, it is the opening of this man to that fullness, but it's also the fullness that perhaps has been trapped by the man's own disability, the man's own limitations, that is breaking forth. So it's kind of a both and. It's it's 
from the outside and the inside. It's from within Jesus and it's from outside of Jesus, but it, it's all the same. It's all this force of connection and opening and it's all relational. And um, I think that's what I got today in the, in the sermon that I heard and in the connections with the people that I, I saw at worship and also at a 12-step meeting before I, I worshiped today. And I, I just am so grateful for that. It, it gives me a bigger picture. It gives me a sense of hope in the midst of a time where it seems to be about fragmentation and a time where fear and closed-mindedness seem to be increasing and, and seem to be ruling the day. Jesus comes and says to me, be opened. Let go of my distractions. Let go of my narrow perceptions, my prejudices, my, um, my lack, my stereotype, and be open to the oneness, the wholeness that Jesus proclaims and that Jesus brings in his vision and in his um, fulfillment of the kingdom, the reign, the fullness of God. So I know that kind of covers a lot of ground, and I actually, I think, went a little different direction than maybe I thought I was going to do with this, but it is um, something about which I'm enthusiastic, full of God's Spirit, and I guess I'm feeling grateful this evening as I sit on my porch and listen to the rain and feel the coolness of the evening, knowing that around and within and through and behind this, God is present. So, when you hear at Fatha, be opened, what does that mean to you? What openness is necessary for you to be more fully awake, more fully alive, more fully in love with creation and yourself and others? What is closed in you that Christ is saying, Etfatha, be opened to you today. As always, thanks for being here. Blessings and peace.